what a week. Obviously, the craziness that was the 2021 season has just carried right on over to 2022. Seven games aside by three points or less. We had games going into overtime, one of them ending in a tie. We had game-winning kicks, game-losing misses, familiar faces debuting in new places, old stars struggling, and new stars being made. We're back, baby. What's going on, everybody? As always, I'm your host, Devin Primrose, joined by my brother from another mother, Mr. Blake Ivy. What's going on, man? It's, it's so hard to be a fan of the Atlanta Falcons, Devin. <laughs> it's so, so very difficult. I just, I just don't, I don't know why I do this to myself. My loyalty is painful. That's what it is. My loyalty is painful. But like, yeah, I mean, you have to look at that game and like, I understand. I understand it hurting. I get that, but I feel like you can look at it and see so yeah, sure, so, much, like so, positive... much, so much so much positivity within it. It's yeah, a, but it's like... a stinging loss. I understand that. No, but it's it's so much of a stinging loss because it was the Saints. Right. Like, right. If that loss had been to the Browns or right. the Lions or. Um, the Steelers or um, literally anybody else other yeah. than maybe Tom Brady. Like yeah. if it had been to anybody else other than Tom Brady, it wouldn't have, I would be saying exactly what you said. I'm like, man, this was, you know, like I saw a lot of things I liked, right. but it's so hard to say that when it was the saints and we yeah. had them put away, like we were nailing the coffin shut and they just undertakered out of it. Like yeah. it was painful. But the fact that the Atlanta was even in that position, I think, is a credit to what you and I have been saying for the past four weeks or five weeks now, that this team is, is not as bad as the media wants you to believe. This team is going to compete in games and probably win a good handful of those games. Uh, now, will will they you know, finish the season in a playoff position? Probably not. Could they potentially be making a... a at least being competitive uh, in, in December and in the mix, absolutely. I think they yeah. absolutely showed that on Sunday against a team that a lot of people in the media have as potential Super Bowl favorites out of the NFC. That's true. And so to 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 be up 16 points with like 12 minutes left to play is huge against that team. It is deflating to lose to lose in that fashion. Yeah. It is deflating, absolutely. Uh, but just think you have there's so many positive things there the fact that defense held that team to 10 points until the fourth quarter is is yeah. huge that's that's your biggest weakness is the defense and the defense looked good for yeah 75 percent of that game yeah until until new orleans changed their their offensive line to to they they started using their running backs and tight ends to block more than run routes and so right. you know Jameis was having a little bit more time and then that dude was surgical going down yeah. the field like it was unreal but anyway you enough about my poor falcons oh. you got to go you got to go to your first NFL game I did I did no. which I mean like that's exciting it didn't uh, it didn't end the way that I would have liked uh, but I had fantastic seats, which were a lot better than uh, I was expecting. Uh, yeah. You know, 10, 15 years from now, I guess it'd be closer to 15 years from now, whenever Justin Jefferson is 
is being inducted into the Hall of Fame, I can tell my future kids, hey, I saw that guy catch touchdown pass like 75 feet in front of me. That's uh, cool. So that's... That's pretty awesome, um, yeah. but yeah, the the Packers stunk it up, um, and we'll we'll get to that uh, in a little bit. But uh, yeah, it was it was a good it was a fun time. Uh, the Vikings look really good under a new head coach, which this this is the team that I've been expecting to see for I don't know three or four years now, uh, and Mike Zimmer just never could get it done, and now they finally have a new coach, and that offense looks really good. That defense, I I gotta say, I did not. I was unaware of how much of an impact player Zadarius Smith would be for that team. Yeah. The fans there love him. Like That's like awesome. when, like when, like he's been there for I don't know like a couple of months at this point and he is the fan favorite there. Uh throughout the That's entire cool. game when he, he he was on the sideline, the camera was was showing him on the big screen, like hyping up the crowd. He was the one out there. I think he was one of the first big names out on the field hyping up the crowd because we were there when I mean when gates opened. We 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 yeah. went in. Uh, he cool. was one of the first guys out in the field hyping up the crowd the entire time. I mean he he is loving being there, and the fans are loving it just as much. Uh, and he That's showed cool. he showed up in the game in a big way. So. I, I think that team's going to be tough. Uh, I, I think yeah. I drastically underestimated them. Now, I could be saying all this, and they could still finish 9-8, and eight, but uh, I don't know, man. That team looks really good. I mean, you think about the way both of our teams started last year. Like, we're sitting here remembering, like, do you remember last year, the, the Falcons? It was like, okay, the Falcons, like, they've retooled. They've got Arthur Smith, like, all this. And then they come out and just get absolutely obliterated yeah. by the Eagles. Yeah. And then then the the Packers who were Super Bowl favorites and eventually did I mean make yeah. a push in the playoffs got absolutely blown out by the Saints. Yeah. So I mean that's one thing that like I'm going to get to in our legit or counterfeit is like it's easy, it's easy to overreact to things in week 1 of the NFL. It's easy to be like, well, are the Saints I mean that's what I'm watching when when we're watching this game is you know some people have the Saints as Super Bowl, but I don't think the Saints are very good. And so, yeah, to agree. me, I was like, this isn't super surprising that the Saints aren't playing well. And so, you know, to me, it wasn't super surprising that Atlanta was able to hang. Not because I think Atlanta is that good, but I think that the Saints aren't that good. And, I mean, that can still hold true and both of these teams not be very good. And the final score makes a lot of sense, you know? Yeah. Um, but, anyway... Yeah, I, I was I was super pumped for you that you got to go. What what I think is funny is that my first ever NFL game, I went to the Falcons game and they lost to the Packers. And your first ever NFL game, you went to see the Packers and they lost the Vikings. Yeah. So full circle. It's I, full circle. I do have to say, I, Minnesota, it's a fun little place to visit. Minneapolis is a great city. Uh, it is. I, I, I've kind of come around to the, the idea that I, I view the Midwest as kind of like it's it's very similar to the south in a lot of ways like take a lot of the best elements of the south and just move them up north and that's kind of what it reminds me of it's like if if the south had like that cool younger brother that like is like four or five years younger than you but you let them hang out with you because you know they're, they're cool but they're yeah. but they're a little young and naive still and they're kind of like because of that they kind of have a little bit more progressive thinking whatever like that's kind of how i view the midwest like the it's like the South's cooler younger brother. I don't even know how to. I don't even know how to address this. I mean, obviously, 
Obviously, like the Northeast is the rich uncle you don't ever want to like be around, uh, right? And true. and the West Coast is their obnoxious kid that's your rich cousin that's a snob. But like the Midwest, South, I'm here for it. I'm, I'm cool with it. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I've been to Minneapolis uh, before. Mi- Minneapolis. Yep. Minneapolis. That there it is. <laughs> Nailed it. I don't know why I was struggle with that so hard. Uh, no, I went there when I was younger. We went to the Mall of America as a family. Mm. We went on vacation. I did. What's funny is I did my like fourth grade project. There was like this big project we everybody did in fourth grade. Yeah. That like you pick a state and you just like dive it. So I know a crap ton about Minnesota. Like a whole lot about Minnesota. <laughs> um, from that project. I know that it's called, the nickname is the Land of 10,000 Lakes. Like, apparently I mean, they just have... There's a ton of lakes, for sure. Like a crap ton of lakes yeah. up there. So, anyway. Anyway, all of that to say, it was a wild week of football. It was it was crazy. I'm, I was glad it was back. I soaked up so much. Uh, quick plug here. You can get NFL Red Zone mobile for $35 for the year. Yeah. So... I did that. I was able to keep up with most of the games on Sunday. I had the Falcons on one TV. I had Red Zone on my phone. It was awesome. I love it. So being able to kind of digest that way and then go through YouTube and, and look at things a little bit deeper later. But I mean it was it was a great uh it was a great weekend of football. Yeah. So who was your best of the booth? What performance stuck out to you from this exciting and interesting week of football so i'm gonna admit here and i don't like doing this but my best the booth and under review are from the same game i did not want to do that but it's what i ended up going with uh and it's because honestly i only got to watch most of one game and it was the one (laughs) it was the one i was at uh, that's fair because yeah we, we got there um, super early and all the games were going and I was trying to watch on my phone. My phone was going dead. Uh, and then, you know, the Sunday night game, I missed like half of, uh, and Monday night I was traveling back. So yeah, it's just, it's a tough weekend for me to catch football, but yeah, I saw one game and I saw one player be an absolute monster. Yeah. Uh, and that was Justin Jefferson. He had nine receptions for 184 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, how could this not be my pick for best of the right. booth? Going up against what was supposed to be one of the best defenses in the league, uh, he found ways to get not just open, but wide open. Uh, yeah. Time and time again, he completely tore apart Green Bay's secondary, uh, and he was able to do whatever he wanted all day long. Uh, he made right. made Kirk Cousins' job very easy uh, because he continued to get wide open. Um I think I mentioned this to you. I don't understand what Green Bay was doing defensively. You and I saw somebody say the exact same thing uh, on on ESPN that you just paid Jair Alexander like thirty million dollars in a sign-in bonus for the next four years to do what? You're supposed to be stopping guys like this, and they didn't have him shadowing uh, Justin Jefferson the entire game. Well, like, I did. I did see a clip where it was Jair on. On Justin Jefferson, and he got absolutely torched. That's like that's fair. Like, there was also an, another play in the game where Justin Jefferson had to push off of Jair because he was so he was on him. I yeah. mean, he was literally draped on him. Yeah, but like I, I, this is most of the time in the NFL. Like 
guys don't move across the field like that. That's fair. You, know, you usually have them play on one spot of the of the defense. I mean, it um, it depends. But, it depends though. Like you, Jalen Ramsey, when he's going up against top tier wide receivers, he is usually the one that stays on that receiver no matter what side he lines up on, and for good yeah. reason because he's one of the best cornerbacks in the league. He didn't look like it on Thursday night, but but. I mean, that's, that's I would say typically, he's not anymore. That's typically what you do with your top cornerbacks is you play them on whatever side the top tier wide receiver is on, and that's not what they've done with uh with Jair. And in fact, it looked like more times than not, Jefferson ended up on Eric Stokes' side, which I like Stokes, but he's not yeah. Jair Alexander, right? And so I think. I'm not going to say that's the reason why Justin Jefferson was able to uh you know do whatever he wanted but that definitely contributed. Yeah. Um so I don't know. He's a heck of a of a wide receiver. He's going to have a monster year. Uh, and this was just the starting point. Yeah. I and and what's funny is that like you know, I had I texted you about her. We might have even talked about it in Discord about people saying like he's the best receiver in football, and I'm like, okay, let's calm right. down. But after I mean, Sunday, I'm ready to I'm ready to pass the crown to him. Like he, he was already like top five, like and it. then how ridiculous he was on Sunday. I mean, I mean it's just, just it was just amazing how open he was able to get. Yeah, I mean, he had got he I mean, guys were confused as hell, like lined up against him. They didn't know what to do. Yeah, he's an unreal talent. So, and, it, and it's not like yeah. Green Bay doesn't have good corners. Like Jair Stokes and and Russell Douglas are some pretty dang good cornerbacks. Yeah, I mean that whole defense is so solid. So yeah, for him to do that, supposedly, that supposedly is, it is. Is well, I, I think they'll be there. I think that that's just, <laughs> sometimes you go up, up against somebody that it's like doesn't even matter how good you are. Right. And speaking of that. Speaking yeah. of, it doesn't matter how good you are. The Super Bowl losing Cincinnati Bengals had the difficult task of going up against this absolutely ridiculous Steelers defense. Holy cow. Four interceptions, seven sacks, yeah. and a forced fumble. Uh, what was really funny is I, I was watching, uh, there was a back-to-back play at the beginning of the second quarter where... J.J. Watt is in the backfield during the exchange when Joe Burrow is handing the ball to the... He, he was almost like waiting there like, okay, whenever you guys are done, I'm going to tackle whichever one of you has the ball. Like, he was <laughs> just like... He was like, okay, the very next play, Burrow drops back to pass. and they, I mean, it's second and 14 at this point. Yeah. Burrow drops back to pass, and Watt, I love what he does. He, If he can't get off, if he can't beat you on his move, he's going to stand there and wait for the quarterback to pass and bat it down. We've seen him do that. We watched yeah. him do it last year. That it's a, it's a it's so brilliant of him to know when he's not going to get by the offensive lineman that he is huge and so let me just stick my arms up when you pass. So he does that and the ball he and, and it hits him in the hands and he just brings it in. Like he just intercepts it off of like a batted pass. He's just like, this is mine. Back-to-back plays. Meets the running back and quarterback in the backfield. Intercepts it the next play. It was like, what are we watching? The Steelers yeah. defense was just absolutely unreal. And even like, it wasn't even, the at least the, the first, those two interceptions, they weren't even really Burroughs like ball, like, 
They weren't great passes, but it was also just good defense. They were getting yeah. to him. I mean, anytime you're gonna, anytime, anytime you sack a guy seven times, you're gonna be getting some turnovers. So, um, yeah, I mean, best of the booths to the Steelers defense. And sadly, I hope it's not the last time for a while because JJ's out for or TJ's out for six weeks in typical Watt fashion. Is yeah. we're not gonna get a whole season of of watching a Watt, but. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean that defense. I, honestly, like I, the, I think that that defense, even without him, is pretty ridiculous. But he's of course a stud, and so that you know, I mean, that's just to to not have to deal with him is huge. Yeah, that that just goes back to what I've been saying about the Steelers. That I think this team is going to be just fine without Big Ben, and may, maybe even maybe even better. I mean, as much crap as I've talked about Trubisky, he was solid for them on Sunday. He yeah, played, he looked fine. He, he played like, played efficient football. Uh, I I do wish I would have been able to see more of this game. This is one of the games I wanted to watch, um, but I just I couldn't make it happen. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, it's weird that when you have a quarterback as talented as Joe Burrow, uh, throw four picks in a game. That doesn't that doesn't yeah. usually happen. Uh, and the, I I do think that says a lot about the Bengals also that he did that and they were still able to be in that game, force overtime, right. uh, have two chances at, at, at kicking to, to, to win the game and couldn't get it done. Um, that's yeah. on, that's on old Evan McPherson over there. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I think this game is, I think it says a lot about the Steelers team. And I think that this Bengals team isn't going to be as bad as they might've looked in this game. I think they're going to be, yeah. I think they're going to be just fine. I think it's just, I think it's just two good teams in the AFC facing each other. That's yeah. what it ended up being. Um, yeah, and I think if I think if the Steelers can adjust to TJ being out for these six weeks, I mean, like I what I've always thought about Mitch Trubisky is like he's fine. Mm-hmm. Like he's not great. He's not awful. Like he's fine. He's just there. He's a quarterback. He's not gonna not gonna do you anything great to win the game. He's not gonna do you anything awful to lose the game most of the time. I mean, he might, but you're. If you're counting on Mitch Trubisky, you're gonna lose games. Like right. that's that's what it comes down to. But but I mean, like if if you can be in a game and let him not have to like force things, then you're gonna be fine. And, and I mean, right. with Najee Harris, who also had a fantastic game, and those receivers in Pittsburgh are also ridiculous. Yeah. Um. So, you know, he he had a lot. He's got a lot of talent around him to make up for whatever. Um you know, deficiencies he has in his game. He's got a lot of talent surrounding him to kind of hide some of those, which is good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so who you got under review this week? Um, Under review, I was kind of, so I will say that uh, Justin Fields and Trey Lance both get a pass. They both had awful games, like terrible. They lo- both looked really bad, but they were playing in a daggone monsoon. Okay. So like, they get a pass for playing. I think they both had like, like low fifties or under fifty completion percentage. Like it was bad. But again, monsoon. So, um, and for me, it's hard to throw Burrow or his offensive line under the bus because they were playing the Steelers. Like that's kind of what what happens is when you run up against something that good. It's like it's hard to. So, the big question I have. Is what was the Broncos defense doing? What on earth 
was the Broncos' defense doing? How do you let Geno Smith, who has a career 59% completion percentage, 59%, and he completed 82% of his passes on Monday Night Football. He In his first season, in Geno Smith's first season in the NFL, he threw for 12 touchdowns and 21 interceptions. And to this day, he's thrown 36 touchdowns and 37 interceptions. So he still has thrown more interceptions than touchdowns. But last night against a, a Denver defense that I expect a whole lot out of this Denver defense. Yeah. He looked like an MVP. Like I, like right now Geno Smith is pretty high in my MVP ratings like <laughs> like what did he do to do anything other than that? Like 82% of his passes? Yeah. The only person who had a higher completion percentage of, of guys that like threw a good bit of passes, you know, is Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, sorry, no, uh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen, yes, thank yeah. you. Josh Allen. Uh, Patrick Mahomes was in second until Geno Smith did this. So it's Josh Allen, <laughs> Geno Smith, then Patrick Mahomes. That's that's who had the best completion percentage this Sunday. And it's like, that is absolutely and utterly ridiculous. Yeah. So how do I just don't understand how you let Geno Smith look that good against you. I, I I don't know. I was just watching it in complete disbelief. I had no idea how they were doing, how they were so bad last night. Yeah, I I, I couldn't tell you. I mean I think I think Seattle was fired up for that game too. Uh I, And I it mean, was at home. And it was at home. I, I don't know when when you have a guy that is I I feel bad saying this, but as bad as Geno Smith statistically yeah. has been throughout his career, I don't know how much that affects him to like make him better necessarily, um, or or make the defense worse. I I don't know. I I do think that crowd was very loud, uh, making a lot of noise. Which which maybe that hurts the defense. I don't know, but that they not that much. They looked bad. They looked bad. Bad. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean just like I, Seattle's offensive line looked great, which is not something we've said for a long Ever. time. Yeah. So I don't know if it was just Denver's inability to get to Geno, or if it if does Seattle have an offensive line? Because if they have an offensive line, that changes everything that I thought about them. You yeah. know, like well if they have a defense so, too, because that defense was able to slow down Russ. Russ did not look as as great as we all expected him to he didn't look he didn't look terrible uh yeah the, the offense in general was just a little lackluster it didn't it didn't have that that edge that we all kind of expected yeah and there was like i wanted to kind of put under review i just didn't have a way to quantify it and i didn't yeah. you know like this is not my full-time job to do all this research but i think the guys that are like the seasoned veterans they didn't do well sunday like yeah. Aaron Rodgers didn't do great on Sunday. Matt yeah. Ryan wasn't able to beat the Texans on Sunday. Um, you, you've got, but then you have guys like Geno Smith who came in and it's like he was absolutely ready. Um, Baker Mayfield is in a new place. He didn't. He didn't look sharp. The Titans didn't look sharp. So maybe Derrick Henry wasn't like fully geared up for the season. And yeah. I mean, I don't know what it is like the, the I, guys that you came into yesterday or came into this weekend expecting these guys should have great games. They didn't. And then these randos yeah. were just like 
absolutely killing it. And it's like, what in the world is happening in the NFL? And I wonder how much of it is that week one, slow head start, slow get off for some teams. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, you mentioned Aaron Rodgers, and I said that my best of the booth and under reviewer from the same game. And I feel like I have to put Green Bay's receiving core and Aaron Rodgers both under review. Uh, Okay. Rodgers went 22 of 34 for 195 yards. He had a bad pick to Harrison Smith, and he also had a fumble when he was basically getting obliterated by the entire uh, defensive line of the Vikings. Um, But Green Bay's wide receivers were a complete non-factor in this game, and it all started on the first play of the game uh, where Rodgers dropped an absolute dime in the bucket for what would be a surefire 75-yard touchdown only for his rookie, Christian Watson, to drop the ball. Uh, If you go back a couple weeks uh, in training camp, Rodgers talked about he needs, you know, some receivers to step up and make plays, and these guys he can trust out there. Uh, Did not look like Christian Watson was that guy on Sunday. Two plays later, however, third down, same drive. uh, first, First offensive drive of the game for them. He had Watson open downfield once again and decided against giving him a second chance, uh, which I don't think is uncommon for Rodgers with young, unproven wide receivers. I've seen this happen before where guys that are new to the team or or rookies coming in, um, if they make a mistake early in the game, Rodgers tends to avoid them for the rest of the game. And that's basically what it seems like he was doing with Christian Watson. Uh, like I said, literally two plays after that drop, he had him open again downfield for what would have been probably a touchdown again and he decided against giving him a second chance there was multiple times throughout the rest of the game where Watson was able to get open and Rodgers avoided throwing it to him um I don't know how much of that was on purpose how much of that was him not seeing it whatever um but nobody really stepped up I I do think that Alan Lazard was surely missed um, but Sammy Watkins and Randall Cobb, who are the established bets of this wide receiving core, were complete no-shows. Um, I didn't really expect either one of them to be much of a factor, but when you have guys that ha- are proven, do have that veteran presence, you would expect one of them to, to make at least a big play at some point, uh, and neither one of them did. Uh, it, it just it, it continues to baffle me why this team hasn't made a move for one of the free agent wide receivers when you still have Odell Will Fuller, T.Y. Hilton still sitting out there without a home and why they don't bring in one of them. You look across the league, you see guys like like Julio Jones for for the Bucs who was brought in. He made what like a 60-yard play for them uh, on on Sunday night. And and made several plays. You know, like he was right. He was very active. Right. So why don't you go get uh one of these free agents that are sitting out there and, and at least bring them in to help you out. Uh, I I do like Alan Lazard, and Alan Lazard was missed for sure in this game. But does his presence really change much of the outcome of this game? I don't think it does. I don't think he he's that much of a threat that he can really push this offense that much more in this game. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think that, yeah. that him being out there is going to make a huge difference. Uh, and, and the way this, this receiving court and, and offense looked on Sunday is just bad. It's a bad start to this. I understand that it's the first game. Uh, there's a reason why I wanted to pick Minnesota in this game. And I didn't because I happened to be there and, and I wanted to root for green Bay, but I told you last week that I wanted to pick Minnesota because green Bay gets off to a slow start typically. And I'm not entirely worried, but like, 
it was not a good first showing uh, without Devontae Adams not being there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and, and like, uh, I mean, it's hard for me to like, we, we didn't expect a lot from this Packers wide receiver. True. You know, like, I, I just think that it's hard to throw them under the bus because like they, uh, like they're nobody, you know, like, like they True. did what you expected them to do, which was well not do much because they're they're not much. I mean, my you know, like, my 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 whole thing is that I've seen Aaron Rodgers have games before where his top option is out, maybe his top two options are out, and he still makes guys that nobody's heard of look great. Uh, and he wasn't able to do that on Sunday. And I think some of that might fall on his offensive line. You had back to Yari and, and uh, Elton Jenkins, starting left tackle and right tackle, both out of the game. Uh, the start, One of their starting guards, John Runyon, got injured early on in the, in the game. Um, he left injured. So you're down three of your starters on the offensive line. I do think that definitely was a factor um, because the Vikings were able to get four sacks on Rodgers. The offensive line looked bad. But Rodgers just didn't... <laughs> It didn't look like he trusted anybody out there, which is I do think that's that can be a problem moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's probably enough uh Green Bay ranting uh for, for, for now. I think I feel like I've done enough of that uh over yeah. the last like half hour at this point. Um uh, so let's just let's just move on to yeah. uh our Legit or counterfeit? What what do we got for legit or counterfeit this week? All right, legit or counterfeit? What I have for you is a little exercise, and and to to keep our time down, uh, there's I I want no explanations. Oh, we're we're not get you you don't get you get one word, right. you get one word, and that's it. I don't okay. want to hear. Well, nope. You just gotta. It's all or nothing here. Okay, so I'm gonna give you a list of teams that that had surprising outcomes this past week. Uh, and, and then, uh, I want you to tell me if this team is scary or if they're ordinary. So is, so like, uh, for example, first, first one I have for you is the Rams. So the Rams, is is this still a scary team to you or after what you saw, are they ordinary? So you gotta, you gotta make some, some quick overreactions right out the gate to this man. past week. So, so you can say like, Hey, it's not a big deal. This team is still scary. Uh, or for a team like Houston, you can say, Hey, this is still a team that's ordinary. So n- one word answers only no explanations until okay. maybe later. Okay. And then I'll, I'll follow your answer with mine. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Rams. Scary. Ordinary. San Francisco ordinary still scary to me uh i know i said still scary well whatever uh carolina ordinary yeah i'm gonna go ordinary with you uh the colts oh jeez Scary. Scary. I'm with you. I think this team is still scary. Uh, Houston. 
ordinary. Ordinary, yes. Also still ordinary. Uh, the Giants. Ordinary. Ordinary. Titans. Ordinary. I'm with you. Ordinary. Uh, Green Bay. Mm. Don't, <laughs> make, don't make me do I, this. I'm making you do it. Scary. I'm with you. I think this team's still scary. Uh, Minnesota. Scary. Scary. I'm with you. I think that team got scarier. Seattle. Ordinary. Ordinary. And Denver. Hmm. Ordinary. Ooh, I'm going to stick with scary. I still like Denver. It's, uh, it's, it's tough. I just feel like... Hey, you can't talk anymore about Denver. You can talk about all of them at, in generalities, but there was a one-word answer only, Devin, for this special edition it's, of it's, Legit it's so, or Counterfeit. It's so tough to, like, because, like, you know the potential of, of those teams and, like, the talent level yeah. those teams have, but yeah. at the same time, how is that potential going to be met? You know what I'm saying? Like, just because a player or a team has potential doesn't mean that it's always fulfilled. And yeah. you can have a great team that goes 4-13 and 13 just because the chemistry is not there or everything's not clicking or the coaching staff is wrong, uh, which yeah. could very well be the, the, the case in Denver. Nathaniel Hackett looks not great out of the gate as, as a first-year head coach. A yeah. lot of blunders down the, down the stretch in that game. Yeah, um, But... Yeah, I mean, we'll 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 see. Jury's still out on him. Yeah, I, and I think yeah, there's there's a lot of these teams that you know might have moved the needle for me a little bit. Teams like Houston, like the Giants, um, that it's like okay, you know, the needle might have gone up. And the flip side, the, some of these Denver, uh, Green Bay, you know, the Rams. It's like yeah. the, this team, you know, it, it moved the needle down for me a little bit, but. I, I really yeah. I really had to think about Green Bay and and the yeah. the reason I I end up going scary I am gonna explain myself a slight little bit the reason That's I end up going scary is because you still have Rodgers back there Rodgers Rodgers right. can make anybody look fantastic it didn't work out that way on Sunday but I think as the season goes on as more and more reps and in in game reps which I think are different than practice reps um, yeah you'll develop that chemistry with someone. Someone eventually will, will become a standout um, or, or at the very least reach that Alan Lazard type level over the last couple of years where it's like, this guy's good. Is he wide receiver one good? Probably not. But if you have Alan Lazard and another guy like him, uh, you know, that's, that's not a terrible wide receiving core. That's, I mean, that's, that's with Rogers as a quarterback, that can be a competitive wide receiving core. Um, but I also think the defense has a lot of talent on that side. It just didn't look like it on Sunday. So I'm going to continue to say scary for now, but yeah, that is tough. I'll, it's tough. I'll be interested to see how this affects the preseason next year. Cause I think there's, there's a lot of teams that it's like, like, you know, if Russell Wilson had a little bit more time or, or are teams approaching week one as if it is the preseason. I, I think because, that's, I think that's more what's happening because it's like, okay, we can, we can, take we can struggle a little bit in week one and either squeak out a win or barely lose and recover and and make up for it enough to where we're not putting these guys in 
in harm's way for a game that doesn't count. You know, I'm one. I think that that's part of the pros of having the one extra game is is you're giving guys more meaningful games and less meaningless games to risk it on. You know, like so now instead of guys playing, I, I think that with the 17 game season, we've seen less guys play in the preseason. Yes. Because it's like, well, we're, you know, we don't need to play these games and we have one extra week to work with. Right. So there's no, there's no point. And, and I, you know, I said over the last couple of years, Green Bay has gotten off to a slow start. And yeah, interestingly enough, over the last couple of years, Rodgers has stopped playing in the preseason. He does not play in yeah. the preseason at all. And really, yeah. I think, I think that started being the case once, um, I believe it was like 2014 or 2013 when, Jordy Nelson got injured bad in the preseason, and he was out the whole season. I mean, that's your number yeah. one wide receiver gone because of a meaningless snap in a meaningless game. Uh, yep. and, and I think from then on, Rodgers was like, I'm not playing in the preseason if I don't have to, uh, yep. and and he hasn't. And I do think that it, that contributes to why Green Bay gets off to a slow start. Um, I don't think Matt Ryan played much at all in the preseason for the Colts, uh, and the Colts sputtered out the gate. Um, I don't think Russ played much for the Broncos, right. and they looked bad. So I, I I do think that, I mean, I think that's something, is that these teams with big-name stars, I don't think they want them out there in a, meaning, in a meaningless game just yep. for them to potentially get injured. And therefore, because of that, when week one does roll around, it's going to be slow. And you got so, chemistry issues with wide receivers. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I mean, especially when you when you have newbies out there, when you have new guys, you got to build that. And yeah. practice isn't always going to do that. Well, well, not just that, but like practice without having game speed in your right. bone. Right. You know, like like that you you're think you're like and 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 again, it's not. I've never played the game, so I don't know what that's like. But like. You know, I would think that once you get back to game speed, you're like, okay, yeah, this is a lot faster than what we got in practice. We got to yeah. we got to practice with a little bit more speed, a little bit more, you know. So anyway, but yeah, I'll be interested to see if that changes preseason or if we've seen the end of preseason and week one is kind of the the preseason. So yeah, well, let's put week one in the rear view and move on over to week two. And I say it's time we get a little picky with it. Getting picky with it. I like the added Moroccan. That's, that's Thanks, a, it's a nice you know, touch. Thanks. It's hard to shake an egg shaker in time. <laughs> Starting off week two on Thursday night over on Amazon, we get the debut. Ooh. We get the debut of Al Michaels. Kirk Herbstreet on the call, calling what looks like a fantastic game between the Los Angeles Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead. That stadium is going to be rocking for this one. Currently, Kansas City are four-point favorites, which is slightly surprising to me, but Kansas City just blew out the Cardinals uh, and, and looked dominant after losing their star wide receiver in the offseason. I think that offense is going to be just fine. Uh, but who you got, man? Uh, I'm going with the Chargers in this one. I think that the Chargers are one of the best teams in football. Uh, I am excited to see. I think that maybe the Chiefs are going to come in thinking like every game is going to be like playing the Cardinals. And it is not because Khalil Mack 
looked absolutely monstrous this week. He currently leads the league in sacks, if I recall. He had four on Sunday. Um, or maybe Oof. three. Three or four. I don't know. He had a lot. Um, so let me let me let me Google it before I before I, I, I do nail believe that down. I do believe it was four. Um so yeah, he's he looks ridiculous and like if you just he had three, sorry. Uh right. he so if you shift and you're like, man, we gotta stop him, well then you're just gonna let Joey Bosa come after you. So yeah, it's it's gonna be tough. And uh Patrick Mahomes now, if there's somebody who can deal with pressure, move around in the backfield and, and make something happen out of that, it is Patrick Mahomes. So um, you know, but it's will he be able to have the time back there to to extend plays? Um and I, I just I don't know if that's gonna be able to happen. So yeah. um, you know, I, I think that again, I think that the Chargers might be the best team in football. And so I'm gonna give them this game, but I wouldn't be surprised if Kansas City wins. Um yeah, I just think the Chargers are a, a slightly better team. Yeah, I uh, I I almost feel like we need Pete on here to defend himself I don't. because I also went with the Chargers. <laughs> Uh, he's gonna be so mad he might turn the podcast off right now he might just not even listen to the rest pete don't hate us don't turn off the podcast just oh listen. you can hate just, me that's just fine. just listen to it uh, and listen to 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 why the chargers are the better team they're they're yep. in in every facet the chargers are the better team in my opinion other than coaching other than coaching and Maybe other than quarterback, and that's that's that says something about Justin Herbert. That I'm saying maybe yeah. uh, Herbert, I think, has really elevated himself this year, and will continue to elevate himself throughout the season. Um, I just think the Chargers are, are really really dang good, man. They're a complete yeah. team. Um, I would I'm with you. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Chiefs do it because it is right. a home game. It's at yeah. Arrowhead. Um, and, and I think the Chiefs team is is dang good too. But I think that that Chargers defense is going to be something special. It's an elite defense, Ooh. and and Kansas City might struggle against it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this is going to be the real test. I think I, I yes. I'm so glad this is a primetime game and not just like a 4:20 on a Sunday game. Like yes, this game deserves to be a primetime game, um, and I don't see it being a blowout either way. But I agree. It always could be, you know, like, but I, I think that this is going to be a close game, a shootout, and and going to be really exciting yeah, the, uh, to watch. The over-under is set at 54.5, so Vegas also expecting a, a pretty high-scoring game, which yeah. makes for fun. I'm, I'm here for the offense. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Moving over to Sunday at 1 p.m. over on CBS, we have... Joe Flacco and the Jets heading into Cleveland. Uh, Joey and the Jets to face old Jake Brisket coming off a big, big win. Uh, was it was what's his name that got the the field goal? Cade York is that his name? Yeah, the first first kick in the NFL ever. He drove like a fifty six yarder or something like that to to, to get the win. That's awesome for him. Definitely was a best of the booth contender, um, but. Yeah, I, I'm. That's another game. I'm. I'm not I'm, giving best of the booth to a kicker who made one field goal. That's that's no, absolutely not. He was not a contender in my book. It's at the all. story, man. It's the story. Even, it's the no. story of it. Anyways, it's not story of the booth. It's best of the booth. <laughs> Anyways, Cleveland are six point favorites. Uh, I think that's 
pretty fair. I don't have much faith in this Jets team. Uh, if you want to go see it and you're in Cleveland, tickets are 50 bucks. Go maybe drop 50 and, and, and see this game, if, if you so choose. Uh, I think the dog pound will be pretty full as it is because Cleveland loves them some Browns. But they got a new... Got, they got a new mascot guy painted on the the fifty yard line. Have you seen that? Yeah, I have not seen Bra- that. Brownie the Elf. Brownie the Elf will be starring <laughs> at. This is not a joke. This is real. Adam Schefter tweeted it out earlier today. Brownie the Elf will be donned uh, at midfield this Sunday uh, in First Energy Stadium there in Cleveland. So, um, yeah, and and for that reason and that reason only, I have the Cleveland Browns. I think that Brownie the Elf is is really the good luck charm that they needed. And I don't see a reason this Brown team loses a home game at all this year uh, with Brownie the Elf there defending defending home field advantage for them. Um, but especially against the uh, pretty much talentless Jets. So... Uh, yeah, I, I also have uh, the Cleveland Browns. I just don't think there's... It's tough, man. I think there's a lot of things, a lot of players to like on this Jets team, but they yeah. just can't put it all together. And I don't yep. I don't know if that's a chemistry issue. I don't know if that's a lack of a clear-cut quarterback because Zach Wilson's injured uh, and he missed a lot of last year also. I don't know if it's a if it, uh, coaching what what it is, uh, but the team ain't playing like the team. And as I said last week, the Jets are gonna jet until the Jets don't jet, and that's why I'm picking the Browns. Yep, absolutely. Uh, so apparently Zach Wilson is gonna be throwing this week. He ain't playing. Though. Um. So yeah, he he still said uh, coach. Sela, Sela, whatever. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Uh, yeah, he said he expects Flacco to start on Sunday. This is according to uh, Pro Football Talk on NBC Sports. Um, so, yeah, they they do plan on Flacco being out again. I was just trying to see how long Zach Wilson's going to be out, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Round, it's rounds a, in this one. It's probably not going to be a great game. So if you don't have to nope. watch it, I would avoid it. Yeah, I'm uh, trying to but... do that. Let's move over to Detroit, coming off a close game to the Eagles. I told you it would be a close game. I also I did not believe you. I also said that the Lions had about a 35% chance, and that 35% chance looked pretty good right up until the defense couldn't stop them on fourth and one, uh, and Jalen Hurts running up the gut to, to, to pick up the, the first down. Um, yep. It is what, what it Marcus is. Mariota should have done. It, it is what it is. One in Atlanta. I think that Detroit showed a lot. I think that yeah. I still think this team's going to surprise people. I don't think this was a bad loss for them. I think that this is one of those losses that you can take things away from. Uh and and, and yeah. I think Dan Campbell summed it up pretty well in in his post-game um presser by saying that there's a lot of things they did bad and they still only lost by 3. So Mm-hmm. That says a lot about team. Whenever you can do a lot of things bad and still only lose by three, especially against Dude. especially against an Eagles team that DeAndre again, Swift, like, yes, yes, looked he yes. was a monster. Yep, I'm telling I'm telling you, ridiculous. this this Lions team has a lot of talent, uh, and Washington I think is going to have their hands full um, oh, yeah. against them on Sunday, 1 p.m. over on Fox for the first time in over two years. 
Detroit Lions are favorites to win a game. In in over two years, that's crazy. Yes, they are currently two point favorites, uh, which that's close. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yep. they're favorites nonetheless. Uh, who you got, man? Man, I'm going with your boys. I'm yeah, going with Detroit. you are. Detroit over the commies this week. Uh, I think that although it it was real weird for Carson Wentz Carson to look Wentz. as good as he did. Carson Wentz looked a little bit like 2017 Carson Wentz. Yeah, and and I and and I was beginning to wonder maybe the Colts are the problem and not the Colts quarterback. Are the Colts are they the problem? Could because, be the Colts coach. Yeah. Exactly. That that's kind of what I'm hinting at here is yeah. that it's like, wait, Carson Wentz looked better than Matt Ryan did on Sunday. Yeah, and that's only been true once ever. So, yeah, I, the commies have a nice receiving core now too. I mean, they Gary, do, scary Terry out there, Love which he, he's Terry. been good for the last couple of years, but now they got the rook, um, Jahan Dotson. I mean, he looks yep. legit too. Carson Wentz. doesn't every team have a rookie wide receiver this year I'm that they just, drafted in the first round? I a think lot of them do. A lot of them the do. Uh, um, yeah, 27 to 41, 313 yards, four TDs for, for Carson Wentz. I mean, he looked he looked good. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm glad I can be excited about this Lions team, because if you're in the discord, you know that Peter and I made a slap bet. Uh, of which team would be better between the Dallas Cowboys and the Detroit Lions. And that that I smartly put in there an injury clause. Um, for, for both of our sakes, if Jared Goff went down, it's not fair that I get to just absolutely destroy his yeah. face yeah. if Jared Goff goes down. Um, but then Dak Prescott went down. And so I'm just glad that I don't have to root for the Cowboys. Yeah. And against the Lions. I can root for the Lions now, which there is good. Go. I, I want to root for them. Um so, especially this week, because I'm going to pick them. So, go Lions. Yeah, obviously. Beat the commies. Obviously, I am also picking the Detroit Lions. Right. Uh, I think they need this win, too, because next week, week three, they face the Minnesota Vikings, and, and that's going to be a real tough game for them, I think. Um, so, so, if you can get this win, uh, you know, start the season one and one, I think that's going to be feel a lot better than, than starting the season 0-3 after you yeah. face Minnesota. So, yeah, I feel I feel good about Detroit getting this one. Um, hopefully, it happens. Yeah. Next up, we got the old Tom Brady Buccaneers going to the Superdome to face the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans coming off a big come from behind victory over your Dirty Birds. Uh, I don't want to remind you of all that pain, but thank you for it, not. It did happen. It did happen. Um, currently, though. Tampa Bay, again, on the road, favorites by three points. Um, said it last week, Vegas loves them some Brady, uh, and they continue to to set the line in Brady's favor. Um, that's fine. You know, whatever. I, I, I think that's probably fair, but who you got, man? Uh, I actually think this line's a little low. I think that Tampa Bay is going to absolutely demolish the Saints. Yeah. I think that what you saw... The Saints struggled against Atlanta's defense this week, which yeah. is not a sentence that like anybody should say. Like, you know, and we'll see this week if if Atlanta's defense is legit or counterfeit. 
um, like we will with most teams. It's like, yeah. is this team legit or is this counterfeit? And and I think this is the week that we, everybody sees the Saints are counterfeit. This team is not very good. Um, and and uh, now I will say, I will say, Jameis Winston on in the fourth quarter to Michael Thomas was yeah. absolutely surgical. Like I've thought about it several times since the loss happened, and AJ Terrell had Michael Thomas blanketed. There was. It wasn't like, oh man, AJ Terrell blew that coverage. It was like AJ Terrell was in almost perfect position, but Jameis Winston put it in a place where literally only Michael Thomas could catch it. Right. And if it had been almost any other receiver in the league, they would not have caught it. Um yeah, it was just it was ridiculous. So I I say all that to give props to Jameis Winston Jameis Winston and yeah. the Saints where where it was due. But um the Buccaneers defense looked real good. Dak was was drowning that game. He couldn't get any I mean and, and it's not like it's not like they have bad receivers. It's not yeah. like they have a they they were a little hurt on the offensive line. Um but that that Bucks defense looks to be to be back where it was when they were Super Bowl contenders. That Bucks defense looked scary against the Cowboys yeah. um on Sunday night. So we'll see if they can do it. Uh do it again. Julio looked great. Um, as far as talent, as far as his actual looks, he's an ugly piece of human trash. Um, and I'm glad that he can be best friends with Tom Brady because they can just live in a dumpster together for all I care. <laughs> um, so I will not be watching this game because if anything, I'm just going to be rooting for every player to be injured. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think what did it for me in this game is that you look at what Atlanta's offense was able to do against this yeah. supposedly really good Saints defense, um, and, and the Bucks' offense is miles better in my opinion. Oh yeah, I I don't love Tom Brady, but I can still acknowledge that he is a decent quarterback. Um, oh, he's and, better than Marcus Mariota for sure, and and he's got Mike Evans and yep. Chris Godwin and yep. Julio Jones, Julio who, Jones? Who, who who yes is an injury waiting to happen, but is still capable of making, of making big plays. Um, yeah. So I, I just don't see the Saints Stevens being able to, to stop them that much, uh, which I hate saying about the bucks because I don't want to see the bucks succeed, but somebody has got to win this game and I'm, I'm rolling with, with the Brady Buccaneers. Yeah. This is one of the few times that I'll root for Tom Brady is, is that I just loathe the New Orleans Saints. I'm ready for everybody to see. They actually stink like their city does. Let's move on to another NFC South team. We have the Carolina Panthers clawing their way up to the new up to New York to face the New York Giants. The Giants surprised some people this week. Uh, that offense actually looked good. Saquon Barkley went off for 164 yards. Danny Dimes actually made some plays. What's going on in New York? Uh, maybe the new head coach is able to change some things around. Um, Brian Dabble, the former O offensive coordinator um, for the Buffalo Bills, really helped turn Josh Allen into a superstar um, up in Buffalo. Maybe he can do the same thing with Daniel Jones. That'd be fun to see. Currently, the Giants, two-and-a-half-point favorites. I think that's fair, but I also think this Panthers team showed showed something on Sunday against the Browns, although Baker did not have the kind of game that I was expecting him to have. But who you got, man? All right, here, here's a here's a, 
a quick, uh, just like rapid fire question for you. Yeah. Which of these two running backs will be healthy the latest in this season? If you had to pick which of these, which in knowing the, this game, they're going to like both fall as one of them is running on the field and one of them is running off the field and they're going to trip over each other and get injured. But Saquon or CMC, who is healthy last, last man standing? I feel like it's just like a toss up. Like you could just <laughs> flip a coin and just go off that because yeah. Who knows? both both of these guys have missed so much time over the last two years. Yep. Um, yeah. CMC, sure. I'll, I'll go with right. that. I'll go Saquon just for the sake of yeah. Uh, yeah. content. Whatever. You know? Might as well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, man, I, I literally have, since you started introducing this game, I have changed, I have changed my pick twice. Mm. Um, and I'm, I'm not quite set on it. I I think that there's so much that I don't know about this Giants team. If I'm being honest, I mean, just, just like a, a sense of, you know, it, it's hard to know if we don't know much about a team because they're so poorly coached right. that that they don't know what to do with them. I mean, yeah, I, I, there's a lot of guys on this Atlanta Falcons defense that were on the team last year, but they weren't starters. They were in backup roles or kind of rotation roles. And then now this year they come out and they absolutely destroy the Saints and he's saying names like Michael Walker. And you're like, who? Or, or uh, Taquan Graham, and you're like, I, I knew that he, he was on the roster at some point, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it, you don't know if it's just guys being in the system and learning it, and so now they're able to shine. So that that could be what we're seeing in New York is, is I listen, somebody decleated Derrick Henry on Sunday. Did you see that clip? Mm-mm. What I'm gonna I'm gonna find it and send it to you because it is absolutely ridiculous. Just Google it. Just Google okay. it. You can find it. Um, but like Derrick Henry running at the end zone goal line stand, and some linebacker comes up beside him, and Derrick Henry flies off of his feet, which I didn't know was humanly possible yeah. to like get enough momentum to knock Derrick Henry into the air. So I don't I don't know what happened to these giants of Green Bay. I mean, Giants of Green Bay, Giants of New York, but maybe, but I'm not willing to pick them yet. I think that I need to see that happen for another week before I'm willing to give them anything. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with the Panthers this week. I think that Baker Mayfield, um, he's playing with a little less emotion this week, um, which might be a good thing. We We expected him to just go off last week and then he didn't. Um, and I wonder if that's because, well, one, it was Cleveland's defense who is still really good. And and, um, and who knows, you know, Baker, the, the, that defense played against him yeah. every week in practice. Yep. So I, I do think that's something to be said. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I, I, I'm also picking the Panthers. Um, yeah. I just, I feel like picking the Giants would be an overreaction to what happened. Yeah, I, I feel like. For both of these teams. Yeah, I mean, it is for both. Um, but I still like that Panthers defense. I don't think yeah. that they're bad. Uh, this this is a team that, that played well defensively last year. Uh, so I at least know that about the Panthers. Uh, and, and, and I think that 
there's so many question marks still surrounding that Giants team. I just want to see them do it for at least another week, if not a couple more weeks, um, before I fully hop on board with them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. The next game, I have no idea. I, I literally did not make a pick in this game yet because I, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and that is the New England Patriots coming off a loss to Miami, which I said they play historically bad in Miami for whatever reason, and it happened again on Sunday. But they make their way over to Pittsburgh to face the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are coming off a big overtime win over the Cincinnati Bengals. Currently, I think this is a little disrespectful to the Steelers, but currently New England are one-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Uh If anything, I think the Steelers should be favored because it's a home game for them, um, especially based off how both these teams looked in week one. Um, But I have no idea where to go with this game. Who you got, man? Well, here's here's the real question for you is how many points is T.J. Watt worth? Like, if if T.J. Watt is on the field, I I think that's a field goal. You know what I'm saying? Like, like on, on on that team, I think TJ Watt is I don't know they don't do this in football but they should like like cuz I I just think the 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 energy the presence of him he is so yeah. game wrecking that when he's not on the field the adjustments they're going to be able to make to to stop a a um Casey Hayward is that Yeah. Yeah, cuz Cam wait, no. Casey Hayward who's the might be Cameron Hayward. Cameron Hayward? Yeah. One of them's a cornerback in Atlanta. The other's a defensive tackle for the, the Steelers. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Hayward. They're going to have to game plan for Hayward. I should have just stuck with last name anyway. Um, uh, I think it's Cam. I think it's Cam. There. It yeah, Casey's in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. Um, so game planning against Cam Hayward is very different than game planning against TJ Watt. So, and if, and if you want to talk about somebody who can game plan... It's William Belichick. Um, So I think that this week we're going to see, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and and hot take on this one. I think we're going to start seeing a every other week, good Mitch, bad Mitch. Um, And so I think we had good Mitch this week and we got to watch him play against the Bengals. And I think this week against the Patriots, we're going to see bad Mitch. Um, I say that. (laughs) <laughs> I say that, and then I remember that the Patriots let J.C. Jackson go in the offseason, who's one yeah. of the best corners in the yeah. league. So that defense got worse, decently worse, significantly worse, maybe. That's what I'm saying. This is to me, this is the toughest game to pick. Um, I, I don't think it. I don't think it'll be the best game necessarily, or maybe even the closest game. Um, but it's. I could make a case for either one of these teams coming out and winning, and also either one of these teams coming out and winning big. Um, I just don't. You know what? I, I I I think I think I'm gonna roll with the team that I've been trying to hype up for most of the offseason, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers because I I believe in Mike Tomlin. I believe in in the talent of this team. Granted, I don't believe in the quarterback, but that's. As long as he's playing efficient football, I can't speak ill of him. So I'm going with Pittsburgh. 
Yeah, I actually, right before, now, in my defense, it was right before you said that. I did change my pick to Pittsburgh. I originally had picked New England for this one. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think that the losses that the Patriots, I, I really what did it for me is I really can't decide if these two teams were playing on a neutral site. I think it ends in a tie. Like It's like, I have no idea. <laughs> and so since it's a home game, yeah, I'm going to say, give me the Steelers. Um you know, yeah. if this game, if you flip this game, you put this game in Foxborough, I'm picking New England. So um, this game is, to me, it, it is all going to be up to um, the energy there in what is no longer Heinz Field. Uh, it is yes. now Acrisure Stadium. Acrisure, Acrisure, where you get all sure. your Acres yeah. for sure. 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 Um, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm gonna go Steelers. They've got Najee Harris. They've got so much talent at wide receiver. Um, I mean, even Pat Fryermuth got yeah. got a big play, which is like okay, sure. I mean, he. I think he's he's a solid. He tight just end. got a weird name to me, yeah. and so I've, I'm just like, I, I don't know that I'm I'm I'll ever be mentally okay with someone named Fryermuth being yeah. good at football. That's fair. Like that's fair. Like he that's a hockey name. Go play hockey, man. <laughs> well let's move on to the next game and we have a another AFC South matchup the Colts the winless division the Colts coming off a tie with the Houston Texans and what I said last week would be a potentially spicy matchup uh, and it turned out to be a tie game uh, I think I very I, think I, I feel good about that. Um, but they are heading down to Jacksonville to face the Jacksonville Jaguars, coming off a loss to the Washington Commanders. Uh, currently, Indy are four-point favorites. Um, I don't know how I feel about this one either, honestly. I don't. It's very tough to, to take the Jags or even justify the Jags winning this game. Um mainly because of the question marks around that team still and the talent that I know is on the Colts. Um, but I'm kind of with you that I'm starting to turn on Frank Reich and, and the, the head coaching, um, the head coach in, in Indianapolis. We didn't like him at the end of last season either. I'm just running out of like excuses for him at this point. Um, uh, but who you got, man? Um, Listen, the Colts are undefeated. I feel like why not roll with the team that's undefeated in this matchup? I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, tickets are as low as $24, which, I mean, Jacksonville's not that far. Um, yeah, I, I, w- I would go see that game. Yeah. Um, but I think that... I think... Okay, let, let's reframe this question. Between the commies and the Texans, which of those teams is better? Obviously the Texans. So mm. both of these teams struggled against that their opponents, but the Colts tied a better opponent than the Jags lost to. I don't know I don't know if that's fair. I feel like the talent, especially on the offensive side, leans so far in favor of Washington. What do you mean? I feel like the commanders are better than, oh. than the Texans, especially oh. on the offensive side of the ball. Maybe. I don't know. There's I guess you you're you're probably right. You're probably right. I, I can I can get down with that. 
regardless, uh, regardless of that logic, I think that the Colts are a far superior team uh, in literally every aspect of that game. So give me the Colts. I I, I also have the Colts. Um, Other than maybe coaching. Yeah, I just, I still feel good about this Colts team. I, I mean, yeah. Jonathan Taylor went off for 161 yards. Matt Ryan threw for 352 yards. Yep. Uh, like they couldn't score the ball, sure, but they could move the ball for sure. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I feel good about this team. I still feel good about that defense. Um, Shaq Leonard didn't play on Sunday, I don't believe. Oh, um, I didn't know that. So I I think that that caused a little bit of issues, but I I still like the Colts. You know, I'm I'm rolling with Indy. Witcher. Let's go up to Baltimore. The last one o'clock game of the day. We have Tua and the Miami Dolphins coming off their big division win over the Patriots. Heading up to Baltimore to face Lamar Jackson and the Ravens coming in hot off a win over the Jets. Uh, Baltimore three and a half point favorites. I think that's about fair. I think this could be a sneaky, a sneaky, a spicy matchup. Um, could be a lot of fun watching Tua and the boys go up against Baltimore and, and, and in return, Lamar Jackson, seeing what he can do against that that Miami defense. Um, could be fun. But who you got, man? Oh, this is a tough one. Um, at, you know what's crazy is the the guys on the Atlanta 92.9 The Game sports radio, they uh, they love Baltimore for some reason. Um They've they've picked. I mean, a lot a lot of the Lamar media for MVP. A lot of the media likes Baltimore. I've seen people have the Ravens in the Super Bowl, and I'm like, I just don't get it, man. I yeah. don't get it at all. Um, I do think it's interesting that the line is only Baltimore by three and a half with kind of that media hype. Um, but I, you know what? I really liked what I saw from the Dolphins this week. The Dolphins mm. looked really good and it's hard to um it's really hard to justify anything that the Ravens did because they played the Jets. So it's hard to say like, oh man, well their offense looked good. It's like, well, they were playing the Jets. Like, well their defense right. looked good, but they were playing Joe Flacco and his 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 grandsons watching and and the Jets. Like and, and, and honestly to me, I don't think that offense looked as good as it should have for facing the Jets. That's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going with Miami in this one. I think that, um, and maybe this is just me picking the team that I like a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, the team that, the team that I think is better, regardless of, you know, where they're playing. I think that the Dolphins are, are a team with, I don't know. I just, I just like them a little bit better. So I'm going with the Dolphins. Something, maybe it's just a gut. I mean, eventually we've got to have one game this week that we disagree on. Uh, but this game is not it. Uh, I also went with the Dolphins. Um, I have one game ready to flip if you don't, uh, if we need one to disagree. I'm ready to flip. I mean, we don't need one. I just think that... Oh, no, we need one. I would think that there would be at least one. uh, And I thought that maybe this would be the one. But, yeah, I mean, we we both feel similarly about this Ravens team. I don't... There's nothing on this team that I necessarily love. I think that that Lamar could have a great year, especially playing in in a contract season. Um, But I... There's just so many things that I don't. There's nothing that puts me over the edge for this team. Um, I yeah. think I think they're gonna be an okay team. I think they're gonna be competitive even down the stretch, and the, and they're gonna, you know, they're gonna 
have some really good games, but I just don't love anything about them. Um, yeah. and, and I kind of feel similarly about the Dolphins, but I think the Dolphins are in a better position right now. Yeah. So I'm with him. I'm rolling we'll with see. them. That'll be an interesting game. I, I'm really interested to see to see this one. To me, this is one of the more intriguing games of the week to see. Yeah. You know who is who is where in the league because these are two teams that it's hard to pin down what you should expect from them. Yeah. Moving into the four o'clock hour, four o five over on Fox, we have your Dirty Birds from Atlanta, the Falcons flying over to L.A. to take on the Rams in beautiful SoFi Stadium. We all know what happened last week in SoFi. Uh, Bills got away with murder out there, and. The Rams need to figure some things out. Luckily, this is kind of the game where they're able to, uh, I feel like. (laughs) Currently, I think this is incredibly disrespectful. Mad disrespectful. Incredibly disrespectful. I'm surprised that we have uh, four games this week with a line like this. Um, But the Rams are 10-point favorites. 10-point favorites. Now, don't get me wrong. I could absolutely see that happening. Um, right. I, I think the Rams, we all know what they're capable of. Just, they won the Super Bowl for a reason. Um, this team is a little bit different from that Super Bowl team. It's a little bit older older than that Super Bowl team. Um, but it's hard for me to make a case for the Falcons to win this one. However, if there's anybody on this podcast that could, it'd be you. So I'm going to turn it over <laughs> to you. Who you got, man? Okay, so so listen, why did Matthew Stafford look so bad last week? Uh, he was facing a really good defense. He's facing a really good defense. <laughs> Who did what to him? Pressured him a lot. They pressured him. The Atlanta Falcons sacked Jameis Winston four times on Sunday, which, for, for reference, yep. last year the Falcons had 18 sacks all year. So for me as a Falcons fan, it warmed my bleeding, bludgeoned, devastated heart to see the Falcons get four sacks in a game was awesome. I think this Mm -hmm. game could be incredibly uncomfortable for the Rams. I think that, um, you know, this, this is a game to me that it's hard to not overreact because Matt Stafford looked bad last week. Like, I know he was pressured. I know this. And again, it goes to like, is it just that he doesn't have a whole lot of chemistry with Allen Robinson yet because he didn't play in the preseason? Like he probably wasn't giving it his all during practices. Like, yeah, because he's a vet and he's like, you know what? We'll, we'll figure it out. So is that why he looked a little rusty or is it the age getting to him? You know? Um, But like, there were some of those throws that it was like, whoa, that was not even close. Like that that didn't look like the same guy who won a Super Bowl last year, you know? Right. Um, and so I, I think that the Falcons really could be able to capitalize on it. Now, uh, what, what I didn't like is that uh, where I don't like this matchup is that Atlanta heavily depends on the run game. And, um, and L.A. was able to stop Buffalo's run game pretty, pretty stoutly. So... Um, I, I think that that's kind of strength going up against strength there. Uh, I I do have the Rams winning this game, but barely. And my heart is telling me to pick Atlanta, but I really think that this week with a little extra time, get Matt Stafford settled back into the rhythm of things, I think that you're probably going to see him 
see how open Allen Robinson was on on the tape and start to look more his way this week, maybe work on his uh, chemistry with Allen Robinson so that they can not be as cup dependent. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I mean, obviously, cup is a monster as it is, but I, I will tell you, this is a fantasy warning for you. Fantasy warning. The only way the Saints were able to stop Atlanta's pass rush is they, they used their running back as an extra blocker. Do not start Cam Akers in any of your fantasy leagues this week. Do not start him. He will not play, but for like four snaps. Yeah. Cam Akers is an awful pass blocker, as we saw. As there's a clip that's floating around of Cam Akers just like starting to run at a guard and then just leaving. Just absolutely left Matt Stafford to yeah. die. Yeah. And so don't start Cam Akers in any of your fantasy leagues this week. Start Daryl Henderson Jr. because he's going to be the one getting the snaps. Um, I, I do wish I could have been a fly on the wall. Uh, in that film room when they went over that uh just to because like i feel like cam Akers had to have gotten chewed out like crazy yeah. for that uh and, and uh, how how do you how do you make that kind of move as as yeah. an nfl player uh like the not only like the message that it sends to like the rest of your team but your quarterback in particular uh i if I was Matt Stafford, I would be advocating for Cam Akers to never step on the field again. Uh, but it's yeah, Cam Akers looked as interested in helping Matt Stafford as Matt Stafford looked at helping that drunk lady that fell off the stage at the Super Bowl <laughs> celebrations. Like looked at it and was like, "Nope, somebody else is going to have to deal with this." Yeah, made and a just, business decision just to just to counter your point about Buffalo's run game. Buffalo's run game was pretty non-existent last year, though. Like, right. like Singletary and, and Moss didn't do much. Josh Allen was the leading rusher uh, for that team. And Cordell Harrison looks legit as a running back. Like he, does, like, he looks it. good. Uh, so I, also, I found out uh, another fantasy warning. Sorry to cut you off, but another fantasy warning: the Falcons only dressed two running backs on Sunday. Yeah, it was Cordell Patterson and. Uh, uh, Damian Williams, isn't it Damian? Yeah. yeah. Um, and Damian Williams got hurt like third play of the game, like mm. his third snap of the game. So they only had Cordell Patterson. You'll definitely see uh, Tyler Algier, who's a rookie. Um, the Falcons really like what they saw from him in camp, from what I've heard and, and from what I saw preseason. He looked solid. So right. um, expect Cordell Patterson, who had 22 carries, which I think was the third most of any running back this week. Um so expect his snap count to be a little less this week than it was uh, last week. So right. just just a fair warning to any of you who are like overreacting and like, I need Cordell Patterson. He's going to do this every week. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. Extenuating circumstances. But yes, I'm with you. I love I love CP. He's become one of like fan favorite Falcons. He loves it in Atlanta. Yeah. Like it's we love him. He's great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not picking the Falcons, but I just. Right. I could see him still having a good game out there on, on Sunday against against the Rams. I'll uh, tell you, if we agree on every other game, I'm switching to the Falcons on this game just for content. <laughs> this is because I honestly did have a hard time picking this game because I like what I saw from Atlanta. I think if Atlanta can consistently right. put pressure on Stafford, it puts them in a good position to win this game. Yeah, and and, and, so, and it didn't help with LA looking so lackluster against the Bills. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now again. I'm not saying that the Atlanta Falcons are the Buffalo Bills or anywhere right. close to it. Right. But I just think that, you know, it, it could be 
if we're watching Stafford decline, give me the Falcons in this one. If it was just a fluke week, it's going to be the Rams. Yeah. Well, let's move out west to San Francisco, where we have MVP Geno Smith heading heading down with Seattle to face Trey Lance and the 49ers. Uh, The Niners did not look great against what should be a pretty easy team to beat in the Bears. Granted, there was was weather issues. I get that, whatever. Uh, But I think this line is also incredibly disrespectful to what we just saw from the Seattle team uh, on Monday night. Yes. San Francisco are 10-point favorites coming coming off a week in which they only scored 10 points against a not good Bears Bears. defense. Uh, I could see this game being close. Um, I I could also see, see San Francisco running away with it um, just yeah. because of how bad I think that Seahawks team actually is. Um, right. But I don't I don't have a lot of faith in this Niners team. You have a lot more faith in them than I do. Uh, and, and I think that Sunday was kind of reassuring to me. Granted, it was in bad weather. Um, but who you got, man? I will tell you this. If the 49ers lose this game, they're going back to Jimmy G. They've got to. If if the 49ers yeah. lose this game to the Seahawks at home, yeah. you don't have time to try to see what you have in, in Lance anymore. You've got to go with the known mediocrity that is yeah. Jimmy G. So um, but I do think I do think that the 49ers are are a significantly better team. Um so yeah, give me the 49ers in this one. I think again, last week was a fluke. I think the Seahawks were playing with so much energy, being at home, being angry at Russell Wilson. I think that the 49ers, you have a a kid who's starting his first NFL game in which he had to swim out of the pocket. Like, I I think that that's going to be, I think that that was a disaster. I mean, everybody's talking about Justin Fields like he was a a miracle worker, but he he completed like 50% of his passes. He was terrible. Yeah. So, yeah, I give give me the 49ers in this one. I I also have the Niners. Uh, I thought more so than I probably should have about picking Seattle, um, <laughs> which felt really weird. But I went with the Niners. I feel like they're the 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 safer pick. Um, they're they're the more talented team. Um, so yeah, I'll I'll roll with San Fran. Let's move out to Big D, where Big D will not be playing. Uh, Dak is out for the next, what I saw was six to eight weeks. Uh, Jerry Jones seems to think that it will only be four weeks. Um, I don't know who to believe. Last I knew, Jerry Jones wasn't a doctor, but Dak Prescott <laughs> injured in that game against the Bucks. Uh, had to have surgery on his hand. And now the Cowboys get the pleasure of facing the reigning AFC champs, Cincinnati Bengals, coming to town um, off of a a performance with a lot of heart, but ultimately ended not in the best way for them. Um, I don't think Joe Burrow is going to throw four picks here, um, but we'll see what happens. Dallas has, has a pretty good defense. Didn't look great on... Okay. Didn't look great on Sunday, but they should have a, a good defense on paper. Um, they were probably also exhausted. Yes. Cincinnati, seven and a half point favorites. I feel like that's about fair. Um, who you got, man? 
Uh, Dallas is the only team in the NFL who did not score a touchdown this this week. Wow. They are the only team in the NFL without a touchdown. So um, here's, here's my real question, because Dallas is obviously going to lose this game. And I, let's not sit here and pretend yeah, like yeah. either of us picked Dallas in this game. So let's talk about something interesting. Just just to make my point about Dallas having a good defense, it did take until the third quarter for Tampa, Tampa Bay to score a touchdown. Right. That's so. fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Um, if you're Dallas, is the window closing on this team? Yes. That's why do that's you, why that's why I posted, do you think maybe it has closed. I don't think it's closed, but that's why I posted in the Discord that if I'm Dallas, if I'm Jerry Jones, I'm on the phone with San Francisco asking what they want for Jimmy G. Because yeah. if 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 Dak Prescott is out if he's out for six weeks and you can play five hundred ball, okay, you should be in okay shape. Especially in a weak NFC, you'll still be in contention for for a wild card. If he's out the full eight weeks, you're talking about eight weeks of Cooper Rush back there. That's not good. Your season is basically done. Now, Cooper Rush could go out there and play 500 football, and you go four and four over those eight weeks, but you're still coming out of that four and five because you lost to Tampa Bay. Yeah, they've got if if they've got coming up. We'll go for it. I was gonna say if he doesn't play five hundred and he goes closer to two and six or or even worse, uh, which is a real possibility with his talent level, then your season is done. Your yeah. season is over. We all know the kind of quarterback that Jimmy G is, and San Francisco structured that new contract in a way to where teams would want to trade for him for this exact reason. For when a quarterback at the level like Dak Prescott, the talent level of of Dak Prescott, a talent level of the Dallas Cowboys that do have a legit chance of going to a Super Bowl this year, they structured it for that exact purpose. So that when this happens, a team will make a move for him. And I would have them on the phone yesterday uh, trying to to, yesterday. To, 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 to to make a move. Like, <laughs> I just... I just that was the most Stephen A. Smith we've had. I would have them on the on the on the phone yesterday to 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 get a deal in place. Sorry, I went a little. Uh, I get I get yeah. fired. I mean, listen, I I like this this Cowboys defense. Is it fantastic? They're very good defense. Is it fantastic? Fun to watch. No, but it's a good defense. It's a contending defense, and they have the pieces on offense to where you can be a contending team, and you're not going to be if Dak Prescott's on the bench for or at sitting at home for eight weeks. Um, yeah. I also like you said about the window closing. I think it, you've you've got a handful more years. Um, I think that. Zeke is very clearly on the decline. You do have Pollard, but I don't, I don't see Pollard being a a true number one running back. I think that he's best in the committee. Um, now, now yeah. Zeke, Zeke and Pollard is still a great one-two punch. Um, yeah. But that offense will become so one-dimensional, one-dimensional without a competent quarterback back there. Yeah, and I, I think it's what you what you turn the team into. Like, are they able to pivot this team into a run heavy base team and turn Cooper Rush into a a game manager? Um, and, and honestly, maybe that's what they should be doing with Dak anyway, with those two running backs back there. Potentially. Um, and I mean, so here's their upcoming games: the Bengals, probably a loss; the Giants, probably a win; uh, the Commies. 
potentially also a win. Uh, the Rams, who knows? If the Rams lose to the Falcons, they can lose to anybody. Um, Fair. And so we'll have to wait and see on that one. The Eagles, probably a loss. The Lions, probably a loss. And then the Bears, probably a win. Then they go to the Packers, but now you're looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven weeks from now. Maybe that's when Dak comes back to be able to pay, take on the Packers, the Vikings, Giants, Colts, and then you get Texans, Jaguars. So who knows, man? I mean, this team's got got a a, a, season, a schedule that it's like there's some easy wins and then some tough games. I feel like if you're, um, if you're talking about an eight-week stretch where you've got to face the Vikings, the Packers, the Rams, the Lions, who are a potentially spicy matchup, the yeah. Eagles, the Bengals, like you need a quarterback back there that can yeah. that can get you through those games. And and Jimmy G is also the kind of quarterback that when Dak is healthy, maybe you don't rush him back. Yeah, that's true. Maybe, maybe if Jimmy G's having a good season, which statistically he's a good quarterback. He's he's one of the best quarterbacks sitting on a bench right now, if if not the best. Could you imagine the hate of pretty boy Jimmy G being on the Dallas Cowboys, which is also the team everybody loves to hate? Like, like that's that's just the worst. Like that's the worst case scenario in my mind. Is like we have to watch pretty boy Jimmy G again, and and the Dallas Cowboys and everybody, the media, the liberal media, falling in love. <laughs> you know, I just no, thank you. I don't, I'm not. I'm not here for that. Well, it sounds like you're picking the Bengals. Uh, and yeah, I, we've, I, we've been over. That's what we started the segment with. Was, I, yeah, I, also, I also know with Bengals because yeah. I'm not crazy. Um, right. So let's move over to the Houston Texans coming off a big tie, I guess. I, I mean, I feel, a like, big I, feel, tie. I feel like that's a victory for them. Uh, a tie as big as Davis Mills neck. Yeah. <laughs> Going up to Denver to face the 0-1 Denver Broncos. Uh, I don't... This is another... Denver are 10-point favorites. What's happening in Vegas that you have so many teams that are 10-point favorites? I don't think that's fair to Houston when they just kind of took it to the Indianapolis Colts for for most of that game. Um, They didn't look great in the second half and in and, and, and overtime, but they did come out with a tie. And you could argue Denver didn't look great for a lot of that game against yeah. Seattle, against a team that everybody says is one of the worst. Um, so I don't understand the 10-point spread, but it is what it is. Uh, who you got, man? So in, in reality, what Vegas is trying to do is get the same number of people to bet both sides of this game. So I would ask you the question, how many points do you need the Texans to be underdogs for you to put money on the Texans? You know, like, I, I think that's the question is it's like, are you taking Texans and and a touchdown? Are you going to, if you're p- picking between. Oh, no, no, no. I'll, I'll put, I'd, I'd put money on Houston today if you're giving me 10 points. If you're saying Houston plus 10. Right. I, I'll that's take them today. That's what I'm saying. But are you. If it's any less, are you still taking them? I would say I'd probably still take them at six points. Okay. Less less than that, and then it starts getting a little crazy. But I think yeah. seven, six points for a team that just, again, tied a team that we think is as talented as the Colts, Yeah, I feel like that says a lot about them. And I also like where this Houston team is headed. I think they're headed in the right direction. 
Um, so I, I think that this this could be a potentially fun game. Now I say all that, and I could see Denver beating them by fourteen points or more easily. Yeah, because I, I, because I of the talent that, there. I think Denver's going to beat the brakes off this Houston team. Yeah, I think possible. that Russell Wilson is is going to really, uh, really what I saw in that Seattle game is is Russell Wilson not being familiar with the playbook. It really looked like he was dropping back and making reads that he had never had to make before. Yeah. Like he had plenty of time. Those receivers were were fairly open most of the time. So I think that he just looked slow to make decisions, which to me speaks to his confidence level in the playbook. Mm. And I mean, you're talking about a guy who's been operating in Pete Carroll's system now right. for his entire career. So I'm willing to give him a little bit of a break and say, right. you know what? Take a week. You're having to play against your home team. It was probably really hard for him to do. And then an emotional game. And, you know, I think that probably everybody looks at Russell Wilson as a big softy. Nobody looks at him and he's like, man, he's a tough guy. You know, like he's not Baker Mayfield when it comes to his his uh, emotions. So and I was going to say similarly to Baker, he's going up against a team that has played him in yep. practice every week for the last 10 years. Yep. So this is a this is a team that knows him very well and knows yeah. his tendencies. Yeah. So yeah. I, yeah, especially Pete Carroll. But yeah, I, I think that the Broncos are gonna absolutely beat the brakes off the Texans. I actually yeah. think that the Broncos in 10 is might be a little low. Um I, I, I just think, think I just game, think like, two touchdowns. Maybe we should give the Texans a little bit more respect. I'm not asking for a lot more. I'm just saying Maybe a little bit. I need to I need to see more from them this week before I'm ready to give the Houston Texans any respect. That, no, no, that's that's listen, that's fair. That's fair. After the last couple seasons they've had, that is fair. But I also yeah. went I also went Denver. Yep. Um, so let's move on to our last four o'clock game of Sunday, four twenty five over on CBS. We have the Arizona Cardinals going out to the desert to face the Las Vegas Raiders at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, if you're in Vegas and you want some money, maybe you can afford to get tickets to this game because they're going for $192. Uh, so maybe uh, play a couple rounds of blackjack Sunday morning, see if you get lucky. Currently, Vegas are six-point favorites. I think that's probably pretty fair based off of yep. Arizona's uh, performance on Sunday against the Chiefs where or lack they, thereof. they just didn't show up. Um, didn't. And the Raiders... I, I, I think it says a lot about this team that Derek Carr threw three picks in this game, and they still only lost by five, six points to yeah. to the Chargers. I think that says a lot. Uh, now, I'm I'm we both picked the Chargers last week because we love this LA team. We do, but I think this Raiders team is going to compete and be very, very good. Uh, and I think that, like I said, if you if you can have your quarterback throw three picks and still only lose by less than a touchdown, you're doing something right. Um, so, yeah, especially against a team that good. Yes. So I say all that. I ask you, who you got, man? Um, you know, I, I think that it was. I think I had more faith in the Cardinals before this past week against the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, Cardinals, they just look. They just. L- it looks like they don't care. Like it looks like mm-hmm. they're not, you know, they don't have they don't have the the chutzpah that they mm-hmm. need to have, uh, you know. And that's really what you need to win football games is 
chutzpah. Um, <laughs> so uh, lack of chutzpah, I'm taking the Raiders in this one. Um, I, I think that, you know, I don't think that the Raiders are a bad football team. I think that they're the victim of playing in this division, um, which is, is really, really tough. That's fair. Um, and so I think, you know, I had them going, I think I had them going six and whatever the opposite of that is. And then uh, they changed the number of the games all the time. Uh, and then I had the Cardinals going nine and eight. And after this past week, I probably would flip them. I probably would say the Cardinals end up winning only six games and I give the Raiders nine uh, based fair. on kind of, you know, just yeah. kind of where I see them. I kind of see the the Raiders finishing third in this division and the Cardinals potentially finishing last. So, yeah. um, but I, I'm still not high on this Raiders team, but I definitely think that they're better than the Cardinals after what we saw last week. Yeah. I, I'm also going Vegas. You know, I love this team. I, I want to say I had them going 13 them. and four. I, I really, I have a lot of faith in them. I, I don't think they're going to hit 13 and four this year, um, but I think they have potential to be that good. Um, yeah. And yeah, we'll see how the season play, plays out, but I like them a lot more than this Arizona team right now. So I'm rolling with them on Sunday. Yep. That brings us to Sunday Night Football. We have the Chicago Bears coming off a upset victory over the San Francisco 49ers, making their way out to little old Green Bay to face the Packers at Lambeau. Classic rivalry. Classic uh, primetime matchup, Bears-Packers. Currently, the Packers are 10-point favorites, which they should not be. Um, I, don't get me wrong. I think the Packers could win by 10, but I think that's not earned after their performance on Sunday. But I've ranted enough about the Packers this episode. Who you got, man? Um, I think this is the week where we see the Packers kind of get it together. And again, the Bears didn't look good this right. past week. They, they, it's not like they dominated the 49ers. They just outlasted them. You yeah. know, like it, they were able to overcome the, the forces of nature and, and swim their way to a win. So, uh, I'm going to go with the Packers on this one. I think that, that, I mean, Justin Fields completed eight passes this yeah. past week. It's not like he was lighting it up. Um, so I think that the Packers are going to be able to overcome their struggle against Minnesota. Aaron Rodgers is going to say, relax yeah and you know hopefully he doesn't relax too much but uh he's able to come in and power through on a on a prime time you never bet against aaron Rodgers in prime time yeah uh, against the bears yeah very very similarly to how i feel about uh the rams getting a nice a nice kind of team to bounce back against in the Atlanta Falcons. I feel the same way about the Packers against the Bears. You know, both yeah. both the Rams and Packers had lackluster week ones uh where you left you left watching those games with more questions um than you went into about about those teams and I feel like these are two good games for these teams to bounce back in. Um, so I, I'm looking for Green Bay to bounce back in a big way against the Bears. I don't know if, if they'll have a, a, a huge margin margin of victory, but 10 points I could see it being easily. Um, so, yeah, give me, give me Green Bay. Yeah. Monday night, we get a doubleheader. Not really a doubleheader because they're not like, 
I liked back in the day when they'd have a game start at seven and then a game start at ten, so you could watch both yeah. games in completion. Um, but they're it's not like Siamese twins. That's yeah. what this is. Yeah, it's it's it's, the... it's a little weird. Um, but they're staggering the starts by about an hour and some change, so you'll see most of the uh, first half of this first game, where we have the Tennessee Titans heading up to Buffalo uh, to probably get run over the way it looked yeah. on Sunday. I mean, the Bills look unstoppable. Uh, yeah. And once again, Buffalo 10-point favorites. 10 is the magic number this week in Vegas, apparently. Uh, But I think this is absolutely warranted. Uh, The the Titans just lost to the New York Giants, um, which is a big red flag about that Titans team. And the Buffalo Bills dominated the the Super Bowl champs. So I don't even know if there's much to talk about here, but I'm going to ask you anyways, who you got, man? I uh, got the Bills. Yep, I think I'm with you. That I think that the Bills look like the best team in football. So, if they can stay healthy, this is this is the team to watch this year. Yes. And you know, good thing they're staggering it and putting this one first because by the time the next game comes on, this one will already be over because the Bills yeah. are not the Falcons, so you don't have to worry about them blowing a 16 point lead. Yeah, I just don't know how they're going to get away with airing murder on ESPN. Um, but the Bills, I mean, they they just they yeah. look they look dominant uh and this is their home opener i think they're going to come out and have a monster game so let's move on to the 8 30 game airing on abc and espn plus we have the minnesota vikings facing the philadelphia eagles in what i think might be the spiciest matchup of the week. I think this is going to be a fun game. I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, and and we'll see what happens. But Philly is currently two-point favorites. I think that's probably accurate. Um, yeah. Now, Philly did almost lose to the Lions, uh, which might be a little bit of, of a concern for Philly fans. Um, but I think the Lions are better than 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 most people want to give them credit or most people know how to give them credit based off of uh, the last couple of years. But I ask you, good sir, who you got? Uh, Yeah, I'm going with the Eagles. I think that Mm. um, I still think that the, the Eagles are the better team. Um, I think that you, like you've said, the Packers like to start slow. Um, The Eagles are, are still very, very good at the game of football. Yeah. Um, and and they've got, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I was going to say the defense that can handle Justin Jefferson, but I would have said that I about the Packers. I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I don't know if anybody has the defense to handle Justin Jefferson. So, um, you know, it's it's can you stop everything else? Yeah. Um, so I, I think that the Eagles, um, yeah, I, I think that, AJ Brown already has some chemistry with Jalen Hurts, and so you pair him with Devontae Smith, and down the stretch, this is going to be a ridiculous football team. Uh, so yeah, I think that the be. Eagles are are going to be are going to be the ones who and 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 mostly I gave this one because again these are two teams that it's like it's hard not to overreact to barely beating the Lions and handily beating the Packers um, yeah. in Week One. Um, so I, I think that a big part of me just stuck with with the home home team on this one um, and, and is rolling with the Eagles. Well, it took us 16 games, but we finally have a game that we disagree on. I'm going with the Vikings, and I it, I will admit that might be a little bit of an overreaction, but 
being in that stadium on Sunday, uh, seeing every play of that game, uh, they this Minnesota team is very good on both sides of the ball. Um, I really feel like I underestimated them going into this season. Uh, and I, and I will credit a lot of that to Mike Zimmer. I think Kevin O'Connell has really, I mean, it's only been one week and, and, and this is going to sound like an overreaction, but I think he's really turned the ship there in, in Minnesota. And I like what I'm seeing from them. I think that offense is going to be difficult for a lot of teams to stop because even if you can shut down Justin Jefferson, well, guess what? You got to worry about Adam Thielen. And if you can mm-hmm. shut down both of those guys, well, guess what? You got to worry about Dalvin Cook. I mm-hmm. think that this is going to be a tough matchup for any defense in the league. Uh, and the defense, which was the big question mark for me, looked great on Sunday. Um, I, I, I don't know fully about their secondary yet um, because – Green Bay's wide receivers were non-existent. I think most secondaries in the league could have shut them down. Um, but that front seven looked great. They were putting pressure on Rodgers all day long. They got back there for four sacks. Um, the pairing of, of Daniil Hunter and, and Zadarius Smith is going to be nasty um, for, mm-hmm. for any offensive line to face. So I've got to roll with the Vikings. It feels weird defending them uh, and, and making a case for them. But I think they're going to be very good. Yeah, I uh, even though we disagree with it, I'm gonna I'm just gonna go back and change my pick to the Falcons. Oh. I just, <laughs> I just, uh, you know what? I wanted to do it, and I wanted an excuse. And like as the game, as we're moving through and continue, I'm like, I'm gonna change my pick. And then I just felt like I wanted to. So, uh, yeah. well, so now I can say I'm the smartest man alive when the Falcons beat the Rams on Sunday, um, or. I'm just not going to pick Atlanta again for the rest of the season. So it's really, really overreaction time for me either way on this one. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to overreact with you where you're overreacting to the team that beat your team. I'm going to overreact to the, to my team. So <laughs> well, the bias coming in full effect there for listen, us. That's, that's what happens after week one. It's, it's time for overreactions. Yep. Uh, and I think we did enough of that tonight. Um, but yep. As always, we thank you for listening. If you're watching us on YouTube, maybe go ahead and hit that hit that uh, follow and subscribe button. You know, yep. make sure you make sure you're notified every time we go live on Tuesdays. Um, if you don't want to, then that's fine too. We still appreciate you watching us. We still appreciate you listening to us on Spotify, Apple, Google, however you get your podcasts. We're out there everywhere. Hop on over into the Discord. Come have some fun. Talk some sports with us. Where the um, party is. That is absolutely where the party is. Uh, Sunday, the Discord was blowing up. Um, and it's going to be blowing up probably every Sunday uh, of the yep. NFL season. But again, we appreciate you listening. We thank you. We love you. Uh, and we'll be back next week for another great episode. Uh, and as always, I think that's that. Yeah.